Hey everyone, welcome back to the Sound Off Podcast presented by Daily Blend with me, Reed Daily. So today's guest is Oscar Motta and I mentioned to Oscar when we were filming this episode that my Spanish pronunciations are horrific, so Oscar, I apologize for murdering your last name. So in this episode, we talk with Oscar, who is a filmmaker, content creator, and all-around interesting guy. Um, we walk through his creative process, past projects, and what he's got coming up in the near future. As always, you can download this episode of the Sound Off podcast via iTunes, or you can go to dailyblend.com forward slash sound off. It's all one word and have access to all the shows and show notes. I have, and I figured we'd get into that tonight because I think that's the goal. Yeah. And actually, I'm gutting a room in my basement right now, which I think is going to turn into an office slash studio. studio. So I've got like a small nook area for yeah. like more audio stuff. But it's like a four by four. You could literally fit one person in there, but this might be better. So I actually have thought about that. I'm probably going to do it. I think we're going to talk about it. You should. I I feel like, well, what I've seen lately, mostly um, all the successful bloggers, they're all on YouTube. They're all on YouTube. Because you can't generate revenue off of iTunes. Unless you have a sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's probably the goal, right? So for this podcast, exactly, right? Well, I'll make it on iTunes, but I'll also you know put an image or the logo for it, and then I'll put it on YouTube. So I just signed up for all of my business licenses, so I can actually start generating revenue off of ads. I'm sure it's going to hit the million mark. So I'm doing a lot of uh, like podcasts, like live streams and stuff like yeah, that for other people. For other people, yeah. So I have this lady. Um, she does like um, sort of consulting, but more like motivational. She has like motivational business where she goes and talks to other business owners and try to motivate them in sales and like marketing and stuff like that. Um, but it's in Spanish, it's for a Spanish audience. And I've been shooting about three interviews in one day. So a lot. Yeah. And so what? What's the format? Like two people, one person? Well, two people. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much, just, it's a sit down. It's like a couch. It's kind of like Ellen, you know, you can come in and sit down. Um, we have four cameras um, and professional audio, professional lighting and all that stuff. We come in, we shoot. Um, we just, pretty much what it goes to down, what it comes down to is scheduling the the people to come in. Yeah. Um, the and this is at someone's like house, That's at someone's studio house, yeah. or, or wherever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so like when you say we, is it I mean with all this tech and how small things are, do you need um, a team or is it just Yeah, you? I need a team, for yeah. sure. For sure. Unless we have like a set studio where all the stuff stays. Yeah. Uh, we need a team because there's just too much equipment to haul around. Yeah. Um, and then people to like the manpower to work the cameras, to set up the lights and all that stuff. It takes it takes a lot, nice. a lot of time, a lot of money too. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's for sure. So how do you like? Um, how do you find these projects? I mean, walk me through kind of like where um, you are. Do you are you freelancing? Or are you at your own company? Um, well, yeah, I'm. I'm in the midst of starting my company, my production company, my big production company. Well, I started in film back in 2013. Um, 
I was just doing like YouTube stuff uh, for clients, like small commercial work. Yeah. And then I decided that I wanted to step it up a little more and I went to film school. Where'd you go? Tribeca, Tribeca Flashpoint College. It's right down the street. Okay. It's actually right here on Clark and Washington. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I did that um, and I'm still in school now. And um, I pretty much just started networking. See, the film industry is all about networking. It's who you know. And, and pretty much after that, you take, you take those, those relationships you build and try to build more on them. Um, like you said, you know, even though like, you're getting this job and you're not making anything, that job is going to get you That's 10 true. other old jobs. Yeah. You know? And so what is it, so you sign up for school and, you know, is it like traditional schooling in the sense of there's core classes and then... There is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm finishing my bachelor's right now. Um, there's definitely core classes. Um, you know, it's like any other school, you got to, you got to finish your, you know, your biology and your history and astronomy and whatnot. Um, but besides that, Tribeca is more practice than theory. Uh, Columbia, you could go a whole year in Columbia and not touch a camera. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, what exactly. is it more just like looking you're just, at history? Yeah, you're studying a history of film, like who are the best directors who started film, stuff like that, and so on and so on. Um, while at Tribeca, like the first class, they're like, here's a camera. Like, yeah. We're going to learn how to put it, it together. Yeah. Um, and we still have like core classes in theory and stuff, but it's more practical. And I, I feel like that is more for film because that, that's more yeah. what, what's needed in the industry. Okay. Um, so yeah, and then, so I went to Tribeca and Tribeca really helped me find jobs. That's their whole thing, you know, we're gonna find, it's like a 90% uh, placement. Um, and sure enough, like, I did. I, I started interning anywhere. I interned at the Illinois Film Office for about five months, where I was doing like tax credits. Um, I was overlooking big production folders. So, let's say A um, and E came in and they did a show here. Um, I got to look at who they hired, well, what companies they were using, um, the manpower they were using, the amount of money that came in, and the amount of money they saved. Yeah. Um, so that in itself um, gave me like a great way to just sum up like the whole big picture of production and film. So it's not just like storyboarding, picture, camera. I mean, you're really looking at the production and the business side. Yeah, as yeah. Much um, as the execution side. Correct. Um, this year, uh, I'm taking business classes, and last semester actually. I, um, I had to schedule a whole feature film. So, like, like teacher, fictional or is this like a, uh, a real It's a real script. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't be like, hey, I, uh, but yeah, it's a real script. Yeah. And man, it's just so much work. It's <laughs> so much work. A hundred and something pages and you got to break down all the pages into eights. Um, take into account like all the actors, what they're wearing, like if the car is in the picture, if the cat's passing by, like pretty much everything. Yeah. And, and it's kind of overwhelming at some points because you're like, oh my God, this thing is like 80 million, 
250 million, you know? And it's, it's kind of cool to see um, just how much manpower is going into your Transformers movie, you know? It's kind of like, if they did a rewrite, you'd be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> no, no more rewrites. Just yeah. the script's great. Right, right. What do you think? I think the script's spectacular. No rewrites are needed. Yeah, so um, it's, been, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy ride. I went into Tribeca um, doing cinematography. Because I wanted to step up my production game. I wanted my cameras to look better and stuff like that. But once I was in there, um, production just sort of fell into my lap. Nobody really wanted to produce. Nobody really wanted to take charge of the projects that we were getting handed. And so I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then, surely enough, I was just producer for everything. Was like, you know, why, why wouldn't people want to produce? It's a stressful job. No doubt. It's a stressful job. Um, and then I don't know why people don't want to produce. Some people just want to hone in on your skills, like I'm guessing. Yeah. Like some people have their mindset where I want to be an editor or I want to be a cinematographer and all I want to do is shoot, all I want to do is edit. Which in my opinion is very, very wrong because you need to diversify yourself. Especially. And do you, do you see kind of personality traits that align to you know, one of the roles, like an editor is typically this type of person or this background. Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, you have your, what do you say, uh, like your cinematographers that are, you know, real nerds, like real all about cameras and all they want to know is just stand in front of the camera and learn camera stuff, you know. Um, and then you have like your editors really back back. All I want to do is sit back on the computer all day and edit. Um, and then production designers and, and art directors, you know, they're they're very eccentric. You know, they're 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 very artistic. Yeah. And so yeah. And the producers, of course, they you just got to be on top of your thing, very organized, because uh, or else everything goes shit and you're you're screwed. You're screwed. <laughs> And so I only know producers from Hollywood titles where they say, produce this, and I only equate producer to the money person, kind of like that's making it, but are there different levels of producers? There is, there is. Um, well, the, 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 money, the money aspect, those are like your executive producers, you know? Those are the ones bringing in the money, um, either because their name carries so much weight, yeah. like let's say um, Quentin Tarantino, he didn't exactly make the movie, but he's an executive producer. They put him there because he's gonna bring in a of money. Yeah. Um, and under that is um, your uh, your head producer of the film. Under that is line producer, and then um, uh, production management, which is just like producing like the office stuff and the daily day to days. Yeah. So there's very different levels of producing. Yeah. 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 And so what made you say, like, what turned you on to say, you know what, I'm going to go to Tribeca. Like, what was it? Was it like a single movie? Was it a single moment? Like, what sparked that? Well, you know, when I was little, um, my family always made me the videographer, like, at every party. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it goes. At every party, somebody's got to hold the camera, right? Yeah. Um, so I did that. Um, and then throughout my life... Um, I did a various, various amounts of jobs. I've, 
I was an electrician at one point. Uh, I worked at White Hand straight after high school. Uh, back when there was White Hand. White Hand is like uh, White Hand Pantry. It's like an old Seven Eleven. How they have Seven Elevens now? Yeah, yeah. They, they bought. They actually bought uh, White Hand. Seven Eleven bought White Hand. But um, I did that. Um, I went to DeVry for IT, and I didn't really like that. So I tried all this stuff. Um, and then quitting all these uh, careers or just starting and not finishing up, I ended up working at a warehouse out in Elk Grove. And uh, I got in a, in a really bad accident at work. And I was out for like two years. I couldn't walk. Yeah. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do much. I couldn't do any lifting. Just like um, No, I had, a, I had like two herniated discs um, and a slip disc and... I needed therapy for like two years. It was it was uh, very depressing years. <laughs> but um, after that, that happened, you know, I, I really had to sit down and think about what it is I want to do and and what where I was going to take my life and what direction. And so, after trying so many different careers, I was like, man, I was like, I really like art. I really like music. I really like you know movies and all this stuff. Like. I was like, how can I incorporate all this, yeah. all these different mediums into one? And film pretty much makes sense. In film, you have art. You have your art directors, your production designers, you have your audio engineers, you have your, your music that goes into film, you know? And yeah, that's pretty much. And so during those two years, um, I was, um, and I got a nice little check from my job. <laughs> which paid for my schooling. <laughs> so, yeah. I was like getting those free checks. Right. So, and that too. So, and then I, I really had a chance to, how do you say, just to focus on, my, on myself and my dreams, yeah. to really pursue my dreams without having to think about rent or... It was kind of like a, a reset kind of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get out of jail free card is not the right expression. Right. It's like pressing the reset button. The reset button. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Not many people get that. Nah, not at all. That's and I'm easy. extremely lucky for that. That's pretty I mean, awesome. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to follow my dreams. Yeah. I just have to. I'm like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. I'm just going to end up working somewhere else or trying to find another career, you know. And, uh, yeah. And so I applied for Tribeca. I went there. Um, I what graduated. Is the, what is the try? Like, is it? I'm sure there's like written, but is, do you have to do anything else? Um, so you have you have to have a portfolio yeah. to get in there. Like you have to have previous work, um, and you have to go through a series of interviews. It's yeah. it's a private school. Yeah. And what's the portfolio profit. like? I mean, what does it comprise? What are most people's portfolios comprised of? Um, well, it all depends on on your background, you know, because they offer different programs. But let's say if you have film, they want to see your past work, like your YouTube channels or your short films and stuff like that. Um, they do like um, recording arts too. So if you have like, if you're a musician, if you recorded some stuff before, they want to, they just pretty much want to see that you have an artistic yeah. vision. That makes sense. Yeah. Nice. Right. And so, I mean, they don't, it, which makes sense. You don't want to go to art school and struggle because you're not artistic. Yeah. And so how big is the class? Classes are about like 20, 20 people in the class. 
and then some some classes um, are more like about six or eight. So those are, and those are like the more classes. the more uh, yeah. concentrated. Yeah. Uh, and how many people is it like a year like you know like graduation year is like five hundred two hundred? Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, graduation is all the programs put together. Um, about like 600, 600 people. That's a lot. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And so do you, do you find it as a collaborative environment or a competitive environment? That, that's the cool thing about uh, Tribeca. It's like all the projects, the big, the major projects. So like, let's say for my film two last year, I had to collaborate with like all the students in, 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 the, in the school. So I have to hire my, my location audio from the recording art section. I have to take my... Uh, from like the uh, graphic design section, you know, I bring all those people in, and we yeah, we make a pretty uh, about like forty people. So I was in charge of forty people last year for my uh, film two, which is my graduation project. That's pretty intense. It was pretty intense. My production cost one hundred and ten thousand dollars. Where do you get the money for it? Well, I saved ninety thousand dollars on equipment from Tribeca. Oh, okay. All right. So this is right. what it would. That's what it would. What it would cost. Yeah. Okay. What it would cost. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then I put in. You're dealing with free labor at this point. At this point, I'm dealing with free labor. <laughs> so I'm like, yes. Uh, what about like actors? Are there actors there? No, you have to pay the actors. Okay. Um, so that's so where most of the cost is going to. Is all our cost is going to actors um, and food to feed your actors and you know like transportation and stuff like that. We have to like set somebody up at a hotel and stuff like that. And do you guys get, for the actors, is it, you know, kind of the local actors, or do you guys try to pull from, like, oh, no, no. L.A.? We, yeah, yeah, we go from, we go SAG. We go SAG actors. Really? Yeah, okay. definitely. I um, mean, you know, SAG's kind of complicated. You have all these loopholes you have to jump through, and you got to, all this paperwork you got to fill out, but it's worth it at the end because, you know. They're basically union. It's union, right? yeah, yeah, it's a union. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, 125 a day minimum. And so, yeah. I want to be in SAG. <laughs> you could. You could. <laughs> Trust me. I, uh, I have a lot of friends that are actors, too, in there. Uh, and so what was your movie about? Uh, my film, too, was about a Moroccan transsexual. Gotcha. Um, he, was, he was banned from his family at a young age. Um, and then he met this transsexual uh, growing up. And, but, you know, um, the, whole, the whole thing isn't about the transsexual thing. Right. It's more about family values. Huh. Like, we don't emphasize the transsexual thing. That's just something that happens, you know. Um, it's more about him getting accepted back into his family. Um, and he has this conflict with his brother, which is jealous of him, of his happiness. Gotcha. Of his freedom. Of his happiness, you know, it was kind of it's a touchy subject because it's like it's a Muslim movie and it's not even in English, uh, and it just has to do with so many, so many like different uh, layers. Yeah, different layers. It's, ah. Yeah, it's it's in uh, film festivals right now. It's doing the uh, film festival circuit, but we keep getting denied just because <laughs> it's such a touchy subject. You know, it's such a touchy subject that. But so how does the film festival thing work? Like I know, all I know is Tribeca Film Festival, 
is cool sounding and Sundance people go to party. That's the extent of my knowledge. Like, what is this? Is it pretty much you submit your film and it's a thumbs up, thumbs down? And like, how, what's the process like? Yeah, so I mean, like with film festivals, you have your tiers, you know? So you have like your prestige film festivals and you have like your middle film festivals and your low end film festivals. So pretty much like the prestige ones, like your Sundance and your Tribeca's, it's like, that's where all the, that's where all like the networks are going to be. That's where people go and show their work to get picked up, to yeah. just make money. Um, like the middle ones are more of a independent filmmakers. Uh, it's still like not too high end budget, but it still has like a million dollar production in there, you know? And those are the ones that are more artistic, pardon me. Those are the ones that are more artistic and, uh, you know, just carry more of a production value. Yeah. And your low end ones are your short films and your student films and stuff like that, that are, people are trying to make things for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And are you seeing, are, is there any sort of like disruption happening with the YouTubers of the world, you know, with creating, you know, their flavor of five, eight minute movies and they're like, you know what, I don't see the I don't see the future being I need to be in the theater, I need, whereas now it's I need to be on YouTube. Like how is the industry reacting to that? Uh, well, YouTube is just its own industry, you know? YouTube in terms of film, in terms of stuff like that, it's a stepping stone for filmmakers. It's um it's it's a potential to make lots of money, definitely. Um, but I don't see YouTube as competition or it's more of a tool for us to make our name for ourselves, to get ourselves out there. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the way I see YouTube. Um, but then again, you know, there, there are people making eight minute films that are getting bought by IFC and all these other, yeah. um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it, it definitely has open doors for us and it's definitely allowed more people to into the pool. Yeah. I almost compare what I see some folks doing with YouTube, like a rapper and an album versus a mixtape. Exactly. That's yeah. Saying, it's like here's right. the taste. Yeah. It's yeah. this kind of price. So YouTube it's free or whatever, you know, the cost of watching a thirty second clip. And I'm gonna be back with a feature film or a TV show. Yeah, I mean, um, it's sort of the same thing, yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I, don't really, I don't really feel like YouTube would disrupt the film industry in any way. But you know what? Netflix and Amazon are... They're, they're, they're taking over. They're taking over. And that's I mean, it. if you look at what they have made, what HBO did 10 years ago, yeah. they're doing now. Yeah. I mean, HBO is HBO and Showtime are reactionary in this, this sense, and they they're falling have, behind now. I mean, they have no shows in the hopper, yeah. limited shows rather, and I feel like Amazon figured out the algorithms. I mean, they're throwing pilots out. Yeah, and seeing See, that's the whole thing with Amazon. Like, Amazon sort of turned into a YouTube. If you like, they have like this. I'll pay you for your views thing. Yeah, um, and. I mean, I, I find Amazon more of a threat than anything, you know? Amazon's oh. going to take over everything. Um, yeah, um, so Amazon, um, I actually worked for Amazon. 
um, last last summer, I was uh, producing three TV shows for mainstream media. It's a lot. It's a Latino-based network, um, and I was producing a uh, Latin cuisine show called Sabores. And what we do is like we go around different restaurants around the nation and land restaurants and talk about their, you know, how they started, their dishes and, um, you know, just how how they get things going and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It's sort of like a Chicago's best. The same, yeah, same thing, same idea. Um, I was doing a rock star reality okay. TV show. It was. Um, TV show about it was a reality TV show about a group of barbers out in Pilsen, um, and they're also in a band, and it just it's just revolved around their lives. Just and kind of like a reality show. Yeah, it's kind of like a real world sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Is is that out yet? Um. Yeah, it should. Yeah, we have one episode up on uh, Amazon Fire. So all our all our uh, TV shows are on Amazon Fire, gotcha. um, and then um, the last one was called Green TV. It's a, like an environmental friendly uh, show where we go talk to business owners about how they're impacting the environment, and so on and so on. So we go to like the Chicago Water Reclamation and talk to them about how they're like filtering the water and stuff like that. No. So it was very cool, cool. Um, very cool experience um, in terms of producing TV. Um, so yeah, it was, it was kind of cool. I learned a lot from that. And is there any difference between the way Amazon does it, the way Netflix does it versus traditional TV or is it just a plat? Other than like, obviously the platforms are slightly different, but is it the same kind of approach or is Amazon and Netflix saying we're going to approach this in a totally different way? Mm, well, no, I mean, it could, it could be, it could go any type of way. Amazon and Netflix, it's, it's all going to be full production, you know. It's, it's all going to be very professional. Um, but, yeah, uh, Amazon, I think... Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Amazon has... A, I did a Chirac, too, which was on Amazon Studios. Yeah. Um, I worked the production office there. Um, and two is years Amazon ago. Amazon all out on the West Coast? Is everything out there? No, we have uh, Amazon Studios here in Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah, they just moved that here. Take over the old. It's like a division. <laughs> but I think yeah. they actually just tore that down. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, what's it called? Universal has um, offices here now. Oh yeah. Uh, Fox. Everybody's moving over here. Chicago is. Slowly on the rise, but still on the rise. So I just moved from Atlanta, and they yeah. gave so many tax breaks. Yeah. So everyone was down. Yeah, there. I, I'm not sure what Atlanta's tax break because I think it might be thirty percent or thirty-five percent. Crazy. Yeah. Like Walking uh, Dead said we're here. Yeah, like every movie is like down in Atlanta. Yeah. Every movie, everything. Everything. The what was it? We are the Joneses, or we are the Smiths, um, with John Hamm and. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Killing both of their names. It was shot in like, the house next to my house. And we'd see just film crews out there the whole time. All day and night? I just got to work. <laughs> Get out of my driveway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, you know, Dick Wolf, Dick Wolf, um, and his NBC productions, his whole Chicago Fire and Chicago, Chicago Med and all that stuff. That's really the bread and butter of Chicago right now. That's, they got a third show. Yeah, it's like Chicago Law or something like that, or yeah. Chicago Justice or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they've got all three crossover yeah. shows. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, was that the other one, the old ones, NCSI? And yeah, whatever. the old Law and Order yeah. and NCSI, yeah, yeah, those are funny. Yeah, it's pretty much the same concept. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm a, a day player too for a Chicago Fire. So what does that mean? Like they call me whenever they need help, like on set or something like that. You know, they hire me as a PA or something like that. I'll just gotcha. work for them for a little bit. Nice, cool. Yeah, um, and yeah, so it was kind of cool um, working on Chirac. That was my first feature film uh, overall, and it was like uh, overwhelming too. Just because, you know, I was walking in to a production office, and I've never been to a production office ever. Um, and just the amount of uh, chaos that was going on. Really? So fast-paced. Organized chaos or just chaos? Organized chaos. Yeah. yeah. It's just so fast-paced. And anything could happen on set at any time. Um, I remember uh, Spike Lee needed some, like, Charles Barkley's or something, some shoes. For the for the scene and like, I was getting like, just bitch dad because I couldn't find this fucking pair of shoes. <laughs> and it was like, like it was like a certain off. color. It was like uh, like purple and black and white Barclays from like '84 or something like that. And I couldn't. In a certain them. size. In, the in a certain size too. And you're like, Jesus Christ, where am I gonna get these things? I, like, they haven't made them in 30 years. And right. Right. I think size. I think they were like trending or something last year or two years ago at that time and I was like oh my god these are sold out everywhere like no yeah. one's gonna have these yeah. uh, didn't didn't find them got my ass chewed out <laughs> <laughs> but just things like that you know it's it just gets crazy in there huh nice and so I'm curious right like you go to school and you start filming your stuff like do you have a do you want to pause and get a beer or do you want to keep it going I'm okay all right. Um, how do you go from like, all right, I watched these movies, I found some themes, but what's like my voice and or vision? Like, how do you find that? Is that something that you guys talk about in school? Um, yes, we have. We actually have a class dedicated to. It's called portfolio class. Um, it's. I mean, it sounds mostly like yeah, you're gonna organize your portfolio and your work and stuff like that, but it dives deeper into like your your mission and like what is motivating you to do all these all these works um and yeah i mean i i had a crazy life just to begin with from from the start i was born in ecuador i moved here when i was eight uh, i lived with my grandparents uh most of my life and then i moved here with my biological parents and then i left the house and i was like 16 and just lived on my own you know yeah. um and then uh, it's been crazy. I was in the Ecuadorian military, not by choice. <laughs> uh, and uh, just a bunch of stuffs ever happened, you know, just happened to me. Like, so my goal right now, why I do film and why I picked film is because I feel like film, not just film, just media in general, carries, is a powerful tool. It, it has the, the power to make your voice heard, you know? And to me, I feel like 
not enough people have their voice heard. I will be that medium to, you know, make it easier for somebody else to express their ideas and express their beliefs and stuff like that. And overall, when I'm done with my career, I want to own a nonprofit, like a mini, mini Tribeca for underprivileged kids who can't afford to, like, you know, grab a camera or even know what Pro Tools is or something like that, you know? Yeah. My, my goal is to make that accessible for, for kids because that's where you start, right? You got to start from the bottom up. Yeah. Yeah, you got to teach them young so they could teach others. You know. Yeah, that is one thing that's annoying me about school. I sat on like a school board, and there were acts in the uh, uh, music classes cost too much. And I'm like, why? Just because a kid's not going to be grow up to be a drummer, it's like some sort of right. random experience or influence or art class. Like you got to have that for the creativity. yeah. You know, the school systems like our old school system. Uh, well, lately it's been changing, but our old school system is you know it. It was designed to shut down the creative um, individual. Like, if you were asking questions, they were like, no, sit down, don't talk. Like, why are you asking that? Why are you doing this? And they pretty much just left the creative kid on the corner, you know? Yeah. Like, because somebody thought he was just too eccentric or he's just too asking too many crazy questions or right. something, you know? Um, but lately, I. I I don't know. There's a lot of charter schools and stuff like that, and they I see like a lot more arts programs and stuff like that. So uh-huh. I kind of like that um, as in before, man. It was it's kind of like you know you're the odd man out. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's cool. So we, you know, I found you or we got connected through my buddy or our buddy Greg, Mister Feelgood himself. Yeah. So t- talk to me about like those projects I mean how did you get how did you get involved with that project how do you get involved with projects in general and like what's your role in that sort of thing um well I mean I search for projects you know um Greg Greg Sting um he had just started uh DJing at Lumpen Radio yeah which is local radio station yeah local radio station went from app only to yeah. FM recently, right? Yeah, recently. It's uh, FM 105.1. 105, 105. I've been emailing the other trying to get a radio show. Really? <laughs> we got a lot of requests. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk to you later. I was like, yeah, no. Uh, Greg went through like a bunch of interviews, like a crazy process to, yeah. to get a show. He's got that good radio. He's got that vibe. He's got that vibe. Yeah, every time I hear him, you know, when he drops like the radio name, it's just like, uh, you know, I think like, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Barry Manilow. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Right. Barry Manilow? Yeah, like kind of smooth. He's a smooth, yeah, he's a smooth guy. Um, but he has just started working there. Um, I had wanted to do some sort of like mini doc, mini promo thing. Uh, and I just chose him because yeah. he's like one of my good friends. He was doing cool things. And so I was like, yeah, let's work together, man. I want to do this interview for you. And yeah. that's, how, that's how that went. And so how do you do it? Like, I'm, I'm always curious of, like, what's the process? So you call Greg, you say, let's do this. And then from there, is it go shoot, like, a couple scenes and cut? Or do you do storyboarding ahead of time? Uh, yeah, so, no, you definitely got to plan ahead. You storyboard ahead. Um, it's pretty much, like, once you and, and the client, I don't want to say a client, but just once yeah. you and the other individual come to an agreement... 
it's 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 time to work you know yeah. you can start thinking about locations you start thinking about permits you start thinking about equipment um and how long it's going to be you know like stuff like that it it's really not I don't really have like a set game plan, but after I've made that connection or I've made that agreement with someone, I get to work right away. So I'm like, okay, cool. This is what I'm going to need. Like, this is the amount of time that's going to be needed, the manpower, and yeah. they just go from there. Yeah. And is it, do you, do you start to storyboard your head or on paper? Like, I need to hit these shots or I'm looking for that kind of sound bite or sound bites. Or is it more just what you're talking about before, like logistics, and then you kind of let the other things fall in place? Yeah, so um, if, if I'm going to be cinematographer, then yes, you know, I'll think about the shots and like the angles and how it's looking and the lenses and all that other stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a producer, I have to hire people and have the confidence to be like, okay, you could go do your job. Yeah. And, and I know you're going to do it well. Um, so it's more of, um, I say like delegating, just, uh, just making sure that your, your other creative individuals are happy because no one wants to, you know, they're yeah. happy first of all and they're, they feel like they're expressing themselves artistically. Um, but other than that, no, I mean, I, if, if I am the artistic person, if I'm DP or if I'm production designer and stuff like that, yeah, I need to jump into that, into that mindset. Um, as producer, I need to know all that stuff, regardless of uh, cinematography, production design. I need to, I needed to done, done that to understand what they need to do, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And when do you see yourself, like, what are the situations where you wear a ton of ads versus, I'm guessing at like Amazon where you work one role and that's it. Like, when do you find you gravitating towards the one role versus, I'm gonna wear a bunch of hats and just do a lot of things? Um, usually I wear one role when it comes down to getting hired, yeah. when I'm getting hired. That's usually when I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is my confined space. This is where I need to, this is my lane I gotta stay in. You know, uh, when it's um, like when I'm not the one being hired, when I'm the one hiring others, it's more of like I'm all over the place then, you know, um, I'm definitely giving my input on every single aspect of production. And sometimes I have to take on other jobs. Sometimes RDP doesn't show up because he had, I don't know, he was sick or something and I had to be DP. And, and you just gotta be ready for that. Nice. And so, like, where you are now? What's what's next step? You've done a couple of films. You've worked on TV shows. Like, what? How do you figure out what the hell? What jobs am I picking up next? What do I want to work on? Well, the clients are always gonna be there. You know, yeah. clients are. There's just always gonna be work, client based work. Um, where I see myself going next is more into management. Um, like I said before, I'm in the midst of starting a big production company where we want to not only make short films, we want to make commercial, commercial work as well. Um, but 
we want to be at the forefront of independent filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you go from like commercials? How do those work? I mean, is it just basically RFP responses? Something is almost business-like as that, or um, you, build, you, you base it off of your past work and people find you? Well, a little bit of both. Um, you know, once, once you, you have good quality work, uh, just work will find you. You know, it's a word of mouth. Like, let's say for, we were doing a construction company uh, commercial. Um, three or four other construction companies, their buddies, like, called us to do their videos too, you know. It just, that's just pretty much how it goes. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with, like, short films or, like, events and stuff like that. Like, people just, it's a, the film industry in Chicago is very small yeah. at this point. So everybody knows everybody. If you make one wrong move, you're out, you know. So you got to definitely watch what you're saying and who you're saying things to. But other than that, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's, and, that in itself is a good thing and a bad thing because it's a good thing because you just get jobs all the time. Yeah, do good work. Do good work, jobs all day. Yeah. Um, bad work, like one bad move and you're screwed. You gotta start somewhere else, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much how the whole client short film things. It we get lots of work. Definitely, it's always gonna be work. Client based work. And do you think if you're, when you talk about setting up your own shop, do you see it mostly just centered around film or is it more a broader set of capabilities? Um, it's going to be a broader set. Um, we are definitely, I'm definitely going to be a production company, let's say where Fox is coming in to shoot two episodes of, I don't know, How I Met Your Mother or whatever, I don't know if that's a Fox TV show, but um they're going to come in and shoot, like, they could call me and be like, hey, uh, we're going to go shoot, can you handle this production, you know, and I'll be like, yeah, sure, I got the manpower and I got everything else, so, um, that's where I want to be, gotcha. um, in terms of our film, film company. Nice. Yeah. Cool, and how long do you think it's going to take you to get there? Uh, I'm aiming at one year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty quick. Yeah, um, there's, there's so, there's a lot of film business incubators, um, stage 18, uh, 2112, Blue 1647, those are the three big ones. Um, they're really good. They're really good at um, working young startups up and giving them chances and introducing them to people, stuff like that. Angie Gaffney at stage 18, she's, she's a boss. She, yeah. so she, and she's very well connected, not only here in Chicago, but in LA and New York and stuff and like that. And this is just an incubator for video. This is just an incubator for so, film sorry. at Cinespace. That's, yeah. that's pretty, I didn't know there was niches for incubators for, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm hoping to work alongside uh, Angie and learn lots from her. She's the one who's going to nice. lead me up there. That's cool. Yeah. And tell people, where can we find you on the web? Yeah, uh, so I have my own website. It's oscarjm.com. And we'll link it, obviously, in the post and in the video yeah. stuff. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, we 
that the that media, we the media, um, and uh, Twitter is a. Uh, I still need to make one. <laughs> I got one, but it's like my personal personal one, you know. And I talk lots of shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Nice. Well, cool. We'll we'll uh, in the show notes. We'll include all the links and some of maybe any of your stuff that's hosted that we can kind of link to. Yeah, definitely. I, I'll shoot you some links of my uh, works I've been stuff and stuff I've been doing. I just finished shooting a short film uh, this past weekend. It's called Lust. Nice. Um, What's the premise of it? Uh, just these two young birds <laughs> that are in lust. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of making out and stuff. Very cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a series. It's an anthology of different feelings. Uh, we did a fear one. Uh, we did a, a lust one. There's going to be a greed one. A bunch of other different... Same actors? No. All different. Different, different actors. actors. Different sections. Did you write these yourself? No. We, I, we co-wrote all these. Um, so we all have like a bunch of creators, a bunch of different producers. Um, directors and stuff we just kind of all came in as a collective and made, are making these series of films and what's the goal like what are you guys going to do or use them for uh, we're going to submit them to film it's just sort of like a passion project at the moment yeah. um, but we have a good um, what do you say uh, not a goal but a good not idea good message behind it yeah and is it showing each one independently or kind of wrapping it together and saying we're shooting no we're shooting all of them independently and we're like submitting them independently okay um but it's an anthology of collection at the end we will like tie um, tie them together and you know market them that way that's cool and when it is when can we expect all we should be done probably by the end of this year we should be done with all that. Nice. Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. How many will there be in total? Do you guys know? There's going to be five. Five. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's... I, I need to do these things just to stay sane, just to <laughs> stay creative and yeah. just stay busy. Oh. Um, but I'm, I'm just busy all the time regardless. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's where I'm at. Cool. Nice. I Appreciate it, man. Yeah, good. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks. So, how about how about how many episodes have you done so far? So we did. So we did. Only forty on iTunes right now, but I've got another four in the can. Just it didn't publish. Once again, thanks for listening to the Sound Off podcast by Daily Blend. If you'd like to download this episode or other episodes, head to iTunes and search Sound Off by Daily Blend or just go to dailyblend.com forward slash sound off, all one word. Find us on the internet, the interwebs, the inner tubes, pretty much anywhere at Daily Blend. That's D-A-I-L-E-Y, blend, all one word. And thanks for listening Hope you enjoyed.